Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh no, Richie, you might have to jump in. Brad's frozen. Or is it just me? Did we lose Brad? I think we lost Brad. Here we go. We just go live and he and he and he drops off. <laughs> he just freezes. Deary me. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> amateur. Bloody amateur. Need some new tech. Are we back? So okay, Deary cracking is. Honestly, I, I've been talking final. myself. How did you enjoy the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're out of the box um, did you get any of that? Did we get any of what I said? No. No, great start. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 38. Uh, as, as I was saying to myself, obviously, um, we're here live on Wednesdays. Um, evening, Richie. Um, we're down to the final week. What did you think of the week and how... Are you looking forward to the finals? Uh, yeah, week was good, mate. Um, both both semi-finals were cracking games. Unfortunately, the Kiwis came out on the wrong side of the ledger, which was a little bit heartbreaking. But at the same time, very very happy for Samoa. Um, unfortunate for England, but uh, in their home turf. But great for Samoa, and I'm sure Auckland is full of parades like. Like it was here in Wellington as well. It's been full of celebration. Yeah, definitely. Um, first tier two nation to make a, a World Cup final as well. So massive congratulations to them. Obviously, we're going to talk about that a bit later. Um, but while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8pm, you can catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything that you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week a review of the fifth week of the World Cup, including all the semifinals. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other, before ending the night with a preview of the three finals. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the top stories, Richie. Yep. Uh, first one, um, I don't really have too much on it, but 
we we obviously were talking about the NRL not really giving out the draw uh, last Wednesday, and then Thursday they they must have listened to our our complaints and they they quickly pushed it out. So yeah, uh, Thursday they announced the draw. We can now confirm the Knights are going to miss Magic Round. Um, I was going through the draw to look at anything I wanted to pull out, but there wasn't really anything that interesting to talk about now. We will obviously do it at a later date um, when we're mm. looking into next season. But there's three buys for each team now due to the fact that there's an extra team in there. Um, and I haven't really looked at the other clubs' draws that closely, but the Warriors have a tough campaign. Uh, I know I th- was talking to you and also Ruin Hammer after it was announced, and I still have that negative feeling about the Warriors right now as this is the case at the end of each season. Um, and I looked at the first 10 rounds and said we might be lucky to see two wins, uh, hoping that's not the case, but um, very tough start. But what was your take quickly on the draw that you had a look at? It's a very glass half empty view brad it's my life (laughs) um it's tough but i I guess for me most games in the nrl are tough nowadays unless you're lining up against the tigers um no no no, there's no guaranteed wins and even next year the tigers with a couple of good signings might might be a bit stiffer competition so um, yeah. Hey, you want to you want to be in the top eight? You got to beat good teams, mate. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, we may as well keep going on the news. We'll we'll talk about the draw a bit more in depth uh, once the World Cup's over. But um, the Golden Boots were awarded. The Golden Boots is the award for best international player. Um, New Zealand kind of dominated the field. Uh, Joey Manu won the golden boot for the men. Um, Racine McGregor won it for the women. And then Englishman Sebastian Bachara um, also won the golden boot for the wheelchair um, rugby league. So um, what's your take on that? Any surprises there? Not not really. Um, Before the World Cup, there was only really the one sort of round of internationals um so it's not like they've got a huge um huge lot of games to make that selection from but i guess joey manu um like he like he normally does this has been very good um he's consistently good week in week out in the nrl and he's taken that to internationals as well so um a couple of other candidates were very good i think josh had cars had a really good world cup as well but um, yeah, I can't make I thought, it too, too hard with Joey. Yeah, um, I'm perfectly fine with the selections. Um, yeah, Adokar, I think, definitely had to be in conversation um, just due to the amazing um, displays he's put on this year. Um, he, I would say he, he – we'll talk about it in the, the semifinal wrap-up, but I think he had a reasonably quiet game against the Kiwis, but he scored the hell of a try. Um, mm. So even though they keep them quiet for the most part, when you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. But yeah, well done to all.
เป็นสูชิ Am I back? Oh my god, what's going on? I'm gonna have to talk to the flatmates to stop downloading something or something like that. Um, <laughs> I thought it was me. <laughs> no, it was me. Um, so next bit of news: Jazz Tavanga has resigned with the Warriors until the end of 2024, just a, a one-year extension. What's your thoughts on that? I'm happy with that. Um, he can be a bit polarizing amongst our fan base. Seems like one of those players you either love him or you hate him. But um, yeah, yeah, I Jess brings a lot. I think he brings a lot of energy, and and I think last the season just gone, he cleaned up a lot of penalties and and errors that people, you know, that would be one gripe that people had with Jazz. But I think he cleaned his game up a lot. Um, season just gone. I think it's a positive yeah. thing. He covers a lot of bases in our in our pack, or, or he's also an ideal bench man. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm happy too. Um, my biggest concern with him was always his discipline, and he definitely worked on that. So, um, yeah, very happy to see him stick around. And, yeah, his flexibility to be able to play anywhere. I know he doesn't want to be in the front row again, and i am mm. got all my fingers <clears throat> and toes crossed that that doesn't happen to him again. But, um, yeah, just the ability for him to fill in any space, really, in the team um, in that pack is very valuable, mm. um, especially with how long the seasons are and the injuries that can happen. So, yeah, very happy to see that. Um, continuing with the Warriors signing news, they've also signed former Dragon Braden Willamy on a two-year deal. He's currently or was currently um, playing rugby union in France prior to the signing. Uh, what's what's your take on it? He's traditionally um, a second rower slash centre, so it's yet another second rower the Warriors have picked up. Um, we're going to have a whole team of them by the looks of things. Uh, yeah, I came a bit out of the blue. I wasn't what I was expecting, but um, I don't know that I see him cracking a starting lineup. but I, I don't know. Maybe you do, Brad. I'm, I'm not sure, but I think probably a depth signing. I mean, we've seen over the past couple of seasons we've been hit pretty hard with injuries and other things suspensions so uh you got to have those handy backups you're going again mate paul i might have to run i might have to run solo Yeah, you've got the you've got my notes here, mate. Um, you, you might have to take over. Um, yeah, I deep signing for sure. Um, so we'll move on to the next bit. Uh, Knights and Tigers have conducted um, a player trade, which has seen Jackson Hastings and David Clemmer switch places. Um, it was kind of a rumor until today when it was officially confirmed. Um, but both have signed um, their new deals. I think it's till the end of twenty twenty five. Mm. Um, Clemmer's got an option for an additional year in 2026. Uh, what's your take on that? And who do you think is it a win-win, or has one team got the the better deal? Well, I think Clemmer's a a very solid front rower. Even nowadays, I think last year he was playing good footy for the Knights, even though they weren't travelling. I think he he was probably one of their better performers when he was there. Um, but I think the Knights have Definitely pulled a bit of a win there. Um, 
I don't know why the Tigers would look at letting Jackson Hastings go. When, when, whenever they were pulling off wins last year, he seemed to be at the forefront. But there's one thing that, that, that the Knights are really crying out for. It's a, it's a good half. And, yeah, I think that's a bit of a win for the, for the Knights. Yeah, I I think Hastings is going to be a massive improvement for for Newcastle. They um, definitely missed um, that leading half um, when they let Mitchell Pierce go, and I think the Tigers are crazy to let Hastings go. I think the Tigers mm. never looked better than when he was out there, but they've obviously decided that Luke Brooks is the way forward even though there's still rumours that Luke Brooks <laughs> might be on the way out. Um, I know they are talking about potentially trying to bring in Mitchell Moses as well. So there's still a lot of chess pieces that can move. But yeah, I think um, they've they've lost um, Tamo in their pack and they've replaced him with Klima, mm. which I think is an upgrade. Yep. And um, yeah, it's it's a win-win. I think Mikey said it. It's a win-win for both clubs. I think, think Klima will... Um, really solidify that pack which should hopefully unlock um a little bit more for the backs for the tigers and hastings can really lead the show at newcastle because they don't have a natural leader in that back line i know they've got ponga who's the x factor but he's not really that guy you can lean on to direct play so i think that's very good signing for both um would have loved hastings to have come to new zealand maybe but uh, it is what it is. Um, next bit of news uh, coming uh, on the World Cup. Victor Radley's currently under investigation for an alleged brawl with Ireland forward James Bentley um, at the team hotel. Rumours, um, as they are, got to take with a grain of salt, but apparently Bentley started a fight with disparaging remarks to the English coach Sean Wayne on the belief that Sean Wayne should have picked him for England. And uh, <laughs> go. Radley may find himself fanning NRL sanctions. Uh, we missed take a lot on? of. We missed yeah. a lot of that, Matt. But I was just going to say, I was going to fill in for you and say, I'll let you uh, take over, the, Matt. Yeah. All right. Take over the the hot seat. No. Um. Yeah, um, I don't. <laughs> who knows, mate? It's a lot of lot of hearsay. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what went on, and whether what was reported is is accurate. But you know, Victor Radley's probably if if what's reported is accurate, just sticking up for his coach, and I don't condone violence. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like like Brad would say. Um, Probably there was probably not a lot in it. Yeah, um, I've I read a release from the International Rugby League saying they're not going to do any investigation, and it's going to be completely up to the NRL and the um, English Rugby League to do the newsletter. I think, yeah, there's a good comment there. Media overreacts. I think sometimes they do. So uh, this is probably one of those cases where um, they're looking for looking for a bit of drama that's it's not it's there, but it's nothing crazy. I think. 
blown out of proportion a wee bit. Yeah. You, back you with got us. The, yeah, for now. You got the next bit of news, or do you want me to attempt to? <laughs> the next bit of news uh, was New South Wales coach Brad Fittler believes all Tier 1 international players should also be available for origin selection if they have played origin at, a, at age grade or have lived in Australia since before the age of 13. Um, so what do you think, Brad? Is that um, Brad Fittler looking to keep his New South Wales cattle safe because he's got a lot of Polynesians in his team? <laughs> Wait, there's a lot of his team playing in the, the final against Australia this week. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's just trying to stem the flow in case something happens. Um, if they decide that, no, Samoa is too good and you can't play Origin, um, they're not going to become a Tier 1 nation even if they win the World Cup. It's not just yeah. based on how you perform. It's about um, all the the in, ins and outs of your club, or of your nation, in terms of the, the youth grades and all that. So mm -hmm. Samoa is not going to be a Category 1 even if they win the World Cup. So I don't think he needs to re overreact there. But I think, I don't remember if I said it on the show last week or if I said it off here, but um, it was, I said, it's kind of a lose-lose if um, Australia win or lose the World Cup. If they win mm -hmm. the World Cup, they will continue that internationals don't matter because they can just play three origins a year and beat everybody. But if Samoa, Tonga, New Zealand, England win the World Cup, Australia might react by saying anyone that wants to play Origin must play for Australia. And then you'll see if these um, Samoans and Tongans decide, no, I would rather play Origin, which I don't disagree with. Like, I know a lot of people say it shouldn't be about the money, but you get th paid for three Origin games a year or you get one international maybe a year. So if you want a little bit of extra money, you're going to go with the one that's consistently happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's only time will tell. I don't think anything will, will change dramatically. Mm. It's not just the match payments with Origin 2. It's putting yourself in the shop window of the most televised and hyped uh, series there is in rugby league. So uh, when it comes to contract talks for NRL contracts, um, you, Origin players definitely get that little extra slice of the pie as well. So there's a lot of incentives to play Origin, isn't there? There is, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, time will tell. Um, but, yeah, next bit of news. Uh, next Mr. bit of news. Mr. Leader, you. I'm, I'm, I'm the news reporter now. So um, George Williams is open to the idea of returning to the NRL one day. Um, so he's been going pretty well, I think, for England in the World Cup. They had a difficult outing on the weekend, but... He's shown he's up to that level, Brad. Would you see him fitting in at a club anywhere in the NRL? Yeah, he should still be in there now. Um, I know there's still a lot of people um, filthy about him leaving the Raiders like he did. Um, and I, I don't blame them if it had happened if he was a Warriors player. I'd feel the same. He basically, he's come out a bit more now and said it was more around the COVID thing. Um it's that was a bit harder and that's why he he left when he did um i yeah i think he'd fit him fine it's just would he go where would he go would he end up going back to the raiders or would he just go wherever he wanted and yes i said george will get another case of homesickness yeah he um may he may do 
but yeah, I'd be happy to see him back. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure there'll be a club somewhere that would uh, that could use a half like that. Um, we'll just have to see if it if it happens. Uh, next bit of news was Andrew McCulloch um, has announced his retirement from first grade. Uh, yeah, former former Bronco and and Dragon. What do you what do you make of that news, Brad? Yeah, I'm not too Sad. surprised. Sad to see him go, being a big fan of the clubs Not he's really. played at. Not really. <laughs> um, no, he's been a tremendous player for, for the length of career he's had. It's interesting, I did read that he has got a job with both the Broncos and the Dragons at the moment. So he's in um, a de- he's like a development role for, I believe, the Broncos and an office role for the Dragons. So I don't know how pulling, that works. It's pulling a Cooper Cronk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well done. Um, I know the Dragons were trying to get a bit of cap room by letting some of these guys retire. So, um, yeah, it's good to see one of them decided to, to do that for them. But um, congrats on a, on a decent career. Yep, we wish you well, Andrew, on, in your retirement in the next stage. The next bit of news was the ARL have tabled a new CBA offer which would see the NRL players... Average wage to sit at 400k, which is an increase of 23%. It will also see the NRLW players get a 146% pay rise. That's nice. The offer is still pending with the RLPA label. Uh, the RLPA labeled the offer as not good as it's not as good as it sounds. Yeah. So um, there's yeah nothing official uh, officially signed. Um, the RLPA, the the Rugby League Players Association, basically said um, the figures sound good, but it's it's not as nice as they would like it to be. So they want to kind of push back for another offer. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I it's very it's very dicey. People's opinions on it. Um, some people say the 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 ARL is you know not recognizing the players for what they they put out on the field and some people are saying the players are too greedy um you know a 23 percent pay rise um is pretty good um especially in this time and place with um you know how, how prices are but um i'm more excited i'm hoping that they do if they get a better offer that's great but if they stick with this offer i think it's more for the nrlw players which I think is where the money really needs to be looking into. Um, but yeah, it's going. It's interesting times. Um, you know, the NRL does or the ARL does make a bit of a bit of coin um, off the the backs of the players. So seeing the players get a bit more money and it's a lot of money. Like I think the minimum wage before this was like a hundred hundred and something grand, which I, in my current mindset, I would take that to play for the Warriors if you ask me um, but I'm not in that environment and we've seen with guys like Ben Henry going back to Warriors um, Nathaniel Roach who we talked about last week who's making another attempt at getting back online some of these guys you know they could be set up for life if they can get through and some of them you know they're lucky if they make it one season and then after that yeah. their career is gone and most of them, they are getting better with the off-field stuff and getting these players into positions where they can um, grow 
after footy um mm. getting them into to like courses and stuff when they're younger so they can leave they can retire from footy and have a degree in something and actually continue because there's so many players you're not going to have every single player become a coach or get involved in the media so you know those jobs are limited and you're generally going to see either the big personalities in media or those um knowledgeable players like your cooper cronks and the like the the halves and things like that that know the ins and outs of footy um you're not going to see your joe blow prop sitting there unless they're a big personality um so yeah it's it's yeah it's um as paul put in there it's a very short career for most players um yeah. and not every player is getting the big bucks so um yeah it's interesting i, I don't know where to stand on it i would take anything to to play um cameron george i know you're watching um you you're a bit short on props get me into a training program and i'll i'll, I'll do it for like 40 50k i'll be fine give me fuck for the first two minutes then you'll take a hit that's right that's right <laughs> as long as i get my payment in full before the first game yeah i can see um, a brad, reti- brad retirement after a few games <laughs> Or a few uh, training a, sessions. A few trainings. I think I think one preseason. Um, <laughs> um I think that's all we had for the news, Brad, unless you added anything on, did you? No, that was, that it. was it. So it was we'll move on to injuries. Uh only one this week with um Fa'amanu Brown suffering a head knock. And due to the eleven day stand down period, he will miss the final this week, which which is unfortunate for him and and Samoa as they were already down a down a hooker um, with uh, Danny Levi uh, ruling himself out as well. So a little bit of a blow for Samoa. Hopefully they can cover that. Well, they, um, but, it sounds like Chanel um, Harris Tavita yeah. might become their incumbent hooker, yes. um, which is which is a good move. I think I think I think he he, he can cover that. He can cover that position pretty well, I think. I've always thought he would make a half-decent hooker. You like that move? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Anytime, I, I think Samoa plays better with Chanel out there. I think I was calling yeah. it earlier in the round, saying that I thought Chanel and Luai and the halves would probably make them more successful. Um, Milford obviously listened and has played a lot better, and they've got to the final, so what do I know? Yeah. But Well, I think you're right. Just having Chanel... I think Chanel has to be in the game day team, but having him in the spine there, we know he's defensively very sound and can cover cover a hooker's defence, so oh, I'd be yep. pretty happy with that. Uh, that was all the injuries because we're only, we're down to the last game of the season. Yep. So other than that, Naughty Boys Corner, Samoan captain Junior Bolo is, he's evaded another suspension. He's doing the matrix and swerving yep. out of the way of them. Um, for the second week in a row, he's escaped suspension after being cautioned for his lifting tackle on Tom Burgess. Uh, good for Samoa, though, to, to have the skipper there. Um, yeah. And um, Tom Burgess and Sean Wayne, the, um, the English player and the English coach, actually came out after the match and said that um, it wasn't as bad as it may have looked yeah. and that he shouldn't miss the final because of it. So I think that probably helped him, the fact that the player that he, he tackled was coming out in his defense like no one it's going to have to be a pretty bad um 
incident to have them ban a player from the final. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that um, Paul Bolo is is playing because I think he's really integral to that team, and you just don't want to. It's bad enough that Paul Brown's going to miss it out because of the head knock. You know, you don't want to mm. lose your captain as well. So um, yeah, cooler heads prevailed. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was all for Naughty Boys Corner as well. Uh, we can move on to World Cup Week Five if you like, Brad. Yep. So we have um, the woman. Yeah, you go. So um, before you go, um, the games we're going to talk in depth about, um, in case you can't see it properly, Richie, is the two the two girls semifinals and the two boys semifinals. So easy. You can run off the other ones. I'll run through the other ones. So we had in the women's tournament, Canada beating Brazil twenty two to sixteen. We had England. Getting up over Papua New Guinea, forty-two to four. On Friday, we had France beating the Cook Islands, twenty-six to eighteen. Also on Friday, Australia edged out New Zealand, ten to eight, in a very close game. Very disappointing there. Uh, the semi-finals on Tuesday. This, these are the ones we're going to cover off a bit more. So Tuesday, we had Australia romping home over Papua New Guinea, eighty-two to nil. Not a very semi-final-like scoreline yet. That's a very appropriate picture, Paul. <laughs> um, yeah, 82-0, Brad. Don't know what, what you're going to ramble off about that. It's pretty dominant, obviously, but what do you think? It was a close game. Close game. Um, we we kind of talked about it. We kind of talked about it before we went live, saying, like, unfortunately, in the women's game, they're not at the level that the men's are now, where other nations kind of catching up it's effectively it's three teams in the women's competition that are competitive enough like Papua New Guinea were in this World Cup the fourth best side um and that is the difference level um between them and that when you look at they played England this week as you already mentioned and they lost 42-4 yeah so it's not like this if they had ended up playing England in the semi-final or New Zealand in the semi-final that that score line it probably wouldn't have been as bad as it was. But as I said before we went live, hopefully more of the Papua New Guinean women players get into the NRLW. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And get that experience, and then you'll see them start to develop as well. Um, But... Overly, I thought it was a fantastic performance from Australia. Uh, it's hard to fault. Um, 
had we not um, seen them just win by two against New Zealand a few days before, I would be super worried about the final coming up. Um, I'm still concerned. I still think it's going to be very tough for the Kiwi Ferns, but to know that they've already played them and they just lost, you're not going to expect a big blowout, um, hopefully. But, um, yeah, congrats to Australia. They've they've been um, near on the most impressive team in the women's comp um, so far. So hopefully it doesn't continue for another week. Hopefully. And speaking of the Kiwi Ferns, they got up over England 20 points to six in the other semi-final. Um, yep. So a lot a lot uh, more competitive there, which we were also talking a bit before coming on coming on here. That could be a positive for New Zealand, having a tougher hit out and Australia having a bit of a cakewalk. So uh, I thought I thought the um, New Zealand team was pretty pretty good value. They they look good. Um, I, I I'm like you. Look, <laughs> it is concerning coming up against Aussie in the final. But we, we saw last week that um, you know we can foot it with them and and I'm hoping I'm hoping the tougher semi final we had will hold us in, in good stead there and maybe our preparation might be a little bit better. Yeah, and um, it was twenty to six, but England scored in the, like the first four minutes, so they yeah. basically uh, New Zealand kept them scoreless for seventy five minutes, and just yeah, some strong outings from some talented players and. Um, yeah, really good. Um, nice to see New Zealand beat England um, in the women's game in two codes over the weekend, Paul. But um, yeah, I thought it was great um, performance from them, especially after uh, the the boys let us down, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, just great to see New Zealand involved in the finals in some capacity. Yeah, and it um, makes for a it's for a good, very good final too. So, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that a little later on. But that's a that's a good one to look forward to. Um, we also had the wheelchair tournament. So on Thursday we had Australia beating Spain fifty two to thirty two, and also on Thursday England getting up over Ireland one hundred and twenty one nil. That's a it's a bit of a hiding there. Did you catch either of those, Brad? I saw a little bit of Australia Spain. Um, looked yeah. looked quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I caught highlights. I didn't see the full game of either game, but feels a bit sorry for Ireland there. <laughs> it's quite a scoreline to have racked yeah. up against you. Um, the men's semi-finals. So let's talk about the the one we probably don't want to talk about. Brad on Saturday, Australia edging out the Kiwis sixteen fourteen. Um, cracking game, very close, closely contested game. I thought for large periods of the game, I, th- I thought we were probably the better team. Maybe I've got rose-tinted glasses on there, but um, I thought we, yeah, I thought for big periods of that we were the better team. I thought our, even our halves looked probably like they were outplaying Australia's much vaunted halves. Um, it's just Australia's got that know how to win about them, I guess. So, uh, you know, all it took Thanks. was for us to clock off for a short period, a little clock off from Brandon Smith. I'm not sure what was going on there, whether he's a bit buzzed from the tackle, but then Cam Murray 
Um, goes over for a pretty soft try from a from a quick tap, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, soft, soft try. Um, it's heartbreaking. Not that that was the the end of the game. They had a few opportunities, the Kiwis, after that. Yeah. Um, I think I was explaining to Paul um, before we went live that there was that moment where Chance broke, and then the, yeah. the Kiwi, Kiwis had the they had the kangaroos on the on the ropes. And then Jerome Hughes kicked early mm. with no need to, um, as I said to Paul, it felt like he was a Warriors player at that time and not a Melbourne Storm. I don't think he would ever do that for the Storm. Um, you would never see him like lose his composure in that moment. They've just panicked. They had, you know, they had three or four tackles in the bag on the line. They could have forced it. They've they got the Ford pack that can just break through anybody. Um a bit calm ahead. I, it just looked like they panicked in that situation, and that's the thing. I thought it was Australia's worst game of the World Cup. I, yeah. I didn't think they played well at all, but they have that grit, as you said. They, they're always in the fight, so you give them the slight chance, they're going to take it, and that's what we saw. And um, before the game started, I was real nervous. I, I thought the Kiwis had what it took to beat them, but I was it was also the feeling of the Kiwis could win, they might lose close, or they could get 40 put on them. I just really didn't know what Kiwi's outfit we were going to get. Um, so disappointing to see them go out, but to lose by two against a team like that in a game that very biased should be of the final, um, the way it was set up, kind of threw it in the boot. Um, but, yeah, well done, Australia. Um, I th- I'm a bit like you. I don't think the better team won on the day, but I think overall, if you go from round one to that game, Australia's been the best team in the competition. So um, they rightly deserve to make the final. And um, yeah, congrats. I'm just not supporting you in the final. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought we were... um, You're right. I think over the course of the whole tournament, Aussie's probably been the best team. Um, We look like we sort of stumbled our way stumbled and limped our way to the semi um, and then put up our best showing in the semi. I yeah. think if it just wasn't for a period there in the second half where we, we our error rate seemed to creep up and we let Australia get the ascendancy back. Other than that, I, I thought, you know, probably yeah. we were the better team. But not to be, that's not how World Cups work nope. in the knockout stages. So um, congrats, Australia. Uh, on Sunday, the game that's set Samoans all over the world into a friendly, frenzy, um, they did it. They they redeemed themselves from week one where they conceded 60 points. They managed to win in Golden Point here 27 to 26. Stephen Crichton, the hero, kicking the field goal in extra, Golden Point extra time. Um, and he had a fantastic game with a couple of tries. And also, I think Luai... Um, was fantastic with a few try assists, his footwork. He's just looked damaging for the whole game. And I think that's his third player of the match award yeah. in, in, in five games. So uh, he's really stepped up and, and led some more to the final. So um, I think it's fantastic. Well, what do you make of it, Brad? Yeah, I I had a little bit of hope. I think we even talked about last week, hope that they could – get redemption and get the win here. But I honestly didn't see it happening. I thought England had been too strong. 
But yeah, uh, Samoa, you know, they really um, they got the redemption that they wanted. Um, were fantastic. They were combative. Um, they just made a lot of good choices with ball in hand as well. And they've got that experience when it, they got those experienced players when it comes to you know getting setting up for field goals and whatnot. Um, we've seen it so much um, during the season with the NRL with the Panthers. So you kind of knew when they got into that situation that Crichton was going to do something like that as he's done. Um, before and real disappointing for England. I think they were just behind Australia in terms of the best team in the comp um, going through the the World Cup. And mm. it, yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't want to take it away from Samoa and say that maybe England went in too confident after what they really did to them in the first game of the World Cup. But it could have been a bit of that. But Samoa... Before the World Cup started, I'd been waxing lyrical about how great the Samoan team looked and how dangerous they could be and um, really jumped off the wagon after that first game. But they've shown since then um, that they do have that quality. So um, it shouldn't really be a surprise that they win. They won considering before it started, I predicted they would win that pool. Um, but, yeah, just fantastic. Horrible for England. Um to not be in the final at home, but great for um, Samoa becoming the first tier two nation to make a final. And um, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting in New Zealand and in Auckland where I am. Um, I know there were talks that they were looking at doing like a live um, viewing for the game, like in one of the parks in Otara um, for all the fans to come down and watch. And um, I'll probably stay in the comfort of my home and watch it myself. But um, if you're in the area and want to go and enjoy that atmosphere, I'd say go do that. But it should hopefully it's going to make a cracking final. Um, but yeah, unfortunately for England, um, just not enough in that last game. But yeah, well done, Samoa. Surely you, surely you go along to Otara to watch it, Brad. No, it's just down the road, but uh, I'm good. I, I'll stay at home. Fair enough. I'm trading my black jersey for a blue one this weekend. I knew you would. Um, yep. As I think as we all will. Um, we'll, we'll all support the little brother Samoa instead of um, the cousins across the ditch. Absolutely. So that was all the games that we're going to be reviewing. Yep. Uh, any questions, Paul? Um, yep, we had one from uh, Millie. Um, do you think that Samoa can beat Australia? Um, what did Samoa do right in their match against England to get the result? We just reviewed the game, so I guess you've, you've talked about what they did right. But uh, do you think Samoa can beat Australia is going to be her, is, is her big question? You go, Richie. You're the Samoa. I think, I think they can. But I think what, what it will take is... Samoa's best game and Australia to not quite be at their best. Uh, I feel like if both teams turn up at their absolute peak, Aussie just have, has that big game temperament and and players like Cleary and Munster have been there and won NRL grand finals. Um, but what I'm going to be hoping for on the weekend is Samoa absolutely firing on all cylinders and bringing all that passion for the for for Samoa and hopefully it's enough to get them over the line 
Yeah, um, I'm kind of the same. If if they play similar to what the Kiwis did, um, use that forward pack. Um, use guys like Crichton and Jerome um, Suwali out the back. They they have a best chance. The only issue I have is Australia generally don't have two poor games in a row. And um, mm. they were very poor um, against the Kiwis. So I expect to see them get a lot better in this final, unfortunately. But yeah, I'll be the first one um, celebrating along with Richard if Samoa can do it because I think it would be great not only for them but for international um, footy. Mm. Cool. And Simon, just checking, he says he's just checking, is France tier two nation? And they uh, made a final years ago. Well, I guess they yeah, are. Yeah, they made the finals in 1954 and 1968. Um. I don't know if uh, I don't even know if we had tears back then, um, <laughs> um, and that was back when Great Britain would play as a as a combined. Yep. Um, so yeah, I spoke first tier Samoa, first tier two nation in the modern era. So there we go. That's, uh, that's uh, everything from the live chat. We've been covering stuff obviously as we've uh, gone through it. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go with my one first because your one kind of flows into my question, Richie. Sure. Um, so my question to you was, after their defeat in the semifinals, how would you rate the Kiwis World Cup campaign? All right. So I'll put it I'll put it like this. So like I was saying a little bit earlier, I, I, I don't think we ever really left second or third gear during the pool stages. We did what we needed to do. Um same again in the quarterfinal, we we did what we needed to do and nothing more. That that I mean, we all saw Fiji nearly nearly got the money there. So um, then then we went to the semi final and probably put up our best effort at the tournament, but wasn't quite enough. So um, if I were to put it on an out of ten scale, I think ten would be winning the World Cup. Um, we made it to the semi and didn't get the job done. So given what we saw from the pool stages, where it's a little bit clunky, I'd probably downgrade us to a, let's say six and a half. Seven. No, let's say seven because we nearly won the semi. Yeah. Seven is probably around what I'm thinking. They were, they were clunky all the way through. Did save their best game to last. Mm. Um, losing to Australia with the team they have in the semi final isn't anything to, um, you know, completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. Um, it's not like, like Simon said, it's not like 2017. Um, yeah, when definite improvement. Um, I just think my expectations were for them to be better throughout the tournament. Um, but then if they dominated in those pool matches and then still lost this result um, to Australia by a close margin, it would still be the same. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, a seven out of ten. I, I think they they had the ability to go all the way. Um, they just yeah, just a few tweaks here and there. I think uh, would have done the trick, but it's a learning experience for the next one, which kind of flows into what you're going to say. Oh, are you is, is he going to say? Do you keep the same coaching team, or uh, is that the question? If yeah. not, I'll throw that question first. It's we'll, we'll, kind, we'll ask my question. Yeah, it kind of flows into that. <laughs> So my question to you, Brad, was 
Post World Cup, would you make any changes to the Kiwi setup moving forward to next year and beyond, whether it be players, the coach, coaching team, or strategy wise? Um, players, I think Jesse Bromwich has played his last. Uh, but he definitely isn't going to be for the next World Cup, but you mm. also said next year. So mm. um, I think from now, I, I personally wouldn't have picked him um, in this World Cup, but he was the captain, so that's always a, a damn if you do, damn if you won't situation. Um, in terms of the coach, if Madge wants to stay, I would keep him. Um, I feel like there was a few times when you could say the coaching and selections – weren't what I would have done, but I don't think you can blame the coaching for them losing to Australia. I think a few individuals made some poor um, individual decisions that ultimately cost them the game there. You can't put it on the coach. You know, you look at the Brandon Smith situation, Jerome kicking early, those things. That isn't Maguire. So if Maguire, like Simon said, if he wants to stay on, he should. I can't think of another coach. You know, it'd be great to have a New Zealander coaching them but i can't think of a new zealand coach that i would put in there because um you know kearney had his time david kidwell almost destroyed the kiwis um <laughs> i can't think of any others on the top of my head that i would put in there so yeah if he wants to stay there in terms of strategy i think they had the right strategy involved like Maguire wanted to use that forward pack to do the the damage up the middle and when they actually stuck to that game plan that's when they looked dangerous you saw against Australia in parts now rolling up the middle and Australia was starting to get frustrated um and they couldn't combat it when you've got one of the best packs in the world you've got to use it and um, I'm biased I love I love packs in all shapes and sizes but that is the key. Um, they've got a lot of those big forwards are young still, so they'll be there for the next World Cup. Um, so keep using them, keep developing them, and, yeah, it'll be good. Um, Mikey said Acklin. I don't think Acklin's, um, Acklin's going to want to coach at that um, level. And, um, and yes, I said Kenny was the, the best coach we had. We won a World Cup with him. Was he the coach or was he the assistant and it was Wayne Bennett? conspiracy yes. hat on yeah, yeah. um no yeah. i thought he did very well i just don't see him going back to do it um going back to coaching um internationals if he wanted to and the kiwis agreed i wouldn't say no but yeah i don't think madge did anything wrong to to sack him um he's got a little bit more time on his hands not being a full-time head coach in the nrl anymore as well um but yeah I'd just be the players. I, I'd want to see a few a few more. Um, yeah, Wayne Bennett was a technical advisor. We'll put that in quotation, Simon. I'm yeah. still very skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of young players there, and um, hopefully they can keep getting these young players to not defect to Australia um, so they can play Origin um, and keep those young players coming through. Because I think that's going to be the key, keeping those young players coming in. We mm. don't have the um, luxury that the smaller nations do where they can let their players play Origin. That's not on the cards for us, um, even though, as we mentioned, the news, Fitler is all keen for that to happen. Um, that It's never going to happen. They're not, not going to let an, a Kiwi player play Origin, even though it's happened in the past. 
um, with Tony Carroll and Brad Thorne and the like. But um, yeah, keep keep the the big forwards rolling up the middle. Let Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown actually develop into a quite a nice house pairing, and I think the Kiwis are set up for the future. Yeah, I think the nucleus of what we want is there. That, that spine is very good, obviously. Um, the bulk of that forward pack I really like, but like you, I'm. I think maybe Jesse Bromwich's time is is you know it's coming to an end. Yeah, no disrespect to him. I don't want to none, make, none at make all. it sound like I'm disrespectful. None at all. He's been there and done it all. But I just think um, time waits for no man. You know, it's it catches up with you eventually. And I think it, it's starting to with him. Even we've seen it in our level as well. Um, that, that's you know, he's why he's to, gone to the retirement to, Dolphins. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. I'd like to see us. We looked during that tournament like we were chopping and changing our centre. I think Haku was a constant, but um, I'd like to see us uh, see what we can do there instead of using stop gaps. Like again, Chance for me, he's more of a fullback. I mean, I'm no international NRL coach, obviously, but that's where I like him. Um, I'd like to see us give somebody like Matthew Tomoko a go and yep. give him a good go. Uh, I think he's a real good, strong prospect. Um, but yeah. Other yeah, than that, I, I don't think I'd move Madge on unless we had a, you know, there's no real need to. Um, just just keep developing, maybe find a, a good, consistent goal kicker and then we'll right. go out and beat, beat Australia. <laughs> yeah, and um, there was kind of a two-pronged question from Simon and from Paul. So Simon said that's why we need Kiwi Origin as soon as possible, and then Paul asked how would we do Kiwi Origin, North Island versus South Island or Auckland versus rest of New Zealand? Um, I would love Kiwi Origin. It's never going to happen, though, because Kiwi Origin would be more enjoyable to watch than State of Origin, and the NRL cannot have that. Um, the NRL would not allow that at all. Um, you know, the State of Origin is their, their crown jewel. So if you have games, we saw it when the internationals that they'd played in that Origin weekend were more enjoyable than Origin. They immediately cancelled the fact that you could have internationals that same time. So... Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think either way, North Island versus South Island or Auckland versus the rest of New Zealand, either way would work. Um, Auckland's such a big area for rugby league that they could do a team just that. Um, and yeah, I'd be happy either way. What about you though, Richie? You're now outside of the Auckland region, so um, would you be happy having Wellingtonians playing for the? the rest of Auckland or rest of New Zealand instead. I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. The way league is, it, it makes sense. Auckland's naturally been the the sort of heartland of league in NZ for a long time, but um, I think if you were to combine the rest of NZ, they'd put up a pretty strong showing as well. Um, yeah. it's I think it's sort of different to maybe Union, you'd be able to do a North Island versus South Island, but uh, yeah, I'd be happy as long as there's more Wellingtonians than Cantabrians. <laughs> yeah, and like Simon said, you could do Kiwi Origin on a Tuesday and the Australian Origin could be a Wednesday. You could do that or you could even do a double header where it's the New Zealand game is like the warm-up game. Um, ideally, that would be perfect for the model for New Zealand because that's a more suitable time 
on a Wednesday night if they started that game and then you got into that later game for Australia so you're already kind of into it but mm. I, I personally just don't see it would see it happening um, as much as I wish it would yeah yeah and um so that was it um so we may as well preview the finals richie um, yep. if paul yep. if paul wants to bring up our pretty picture again here we go nice picture that see that's why i don't have internet i used all my internet making that um <laughs> so here we got first game is sad day uh the wheelchair uh france versus england um poor australia almost had a chance to have their team in all three games um, but didn't happen. But I think France has been the best team in the wheelchair. They've been putting triple digits up almost on a, a weekly basis. So yeah. I feel like they should have the edge here. But um, England's been no slouch either. So it's going to be really interesting. I will endeavour to do my best to watch all of it um, if I can. It's it's really early in the morning. Um, but I, I'll survive um next up though what's your what's your takes on the wheelchair game yeah that time's going to be challenging i'll have to maybe watch it at a later time but yeah i think you're right i would lean towards france um given what we're seeing from them in the tournament yep and then next up uh, the first game on sunday morning is the the women's final with australia versus new zealand as we talked about um they've already played each other not even a week ago um with a two-point loss uh for the new zealanders but i'm a bit like the australia kiwis game last week it's um could be a tight tussle or it could be a huge blowout um by australia i'm really hoping that's not the case and i think new zealand um would have learned a lot from that that loss um so it could be a repeat of the samoa england where they lost in the round robin but they beat them in the one that counts so that's that's what I got my fingers crossed for. Richie, what about you? Yeah, well, last week in the semis, I I went and tipped Australia, and, and Australia ended up winning. So I'm going to try and reverse psychology them this time, and I'm going to say New Zealand will come out on top. Nice. And then the last game, uh, Australia versus Samoa. We've talked about it quite a bit already in the questions, but... Um, my my head says Australia and my heart says Samoa. And um I think it's just a better story of Samoa when you got like their first um their first attempt at a final and they win Chanel Harris Savita's potential last ever game of rugby league um go out as a winner in the final. And I also saw a stat that I don't want to see happen, and that's um I think they said Junior Bolo could become the first player to lose an origin decider, a grand final, and a World Cup final in the same year, um, which I really don't want to see that happen um, to him. So, um, yeah, I really hope Samoa um, give it all they've got. And if they don't win, make it a contest. Um, the last thing we want to see is a blowout in the final. Yeah. My head says Aussie here, but my heart and every other piece of me for that is firmly saying Samoa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously next week we'll, that will be the only games we get to talk about. So your homework, Richie, is to make sure you watch all games, all three games Easy. Um, before gotcha. next Wednesday. But um, before we go, um, I know Paul loves it when we um, advertise other podcasts and the like, but tomorrow night we are joining Ruin Hammer 
um, to discuss the Warriors 2023 draw at 10 p.m. New Zealand time. Um, so if you're interested to watch that, um, go watch it on their YouTube channel or their Facebook page. Um, should be a good chat. And um, yeah, sorry, Paul. Um, as you've seen by the internet connections tonight, which I apologize for, uh, I need to pay the bills. So I've got to go everywhere that they <laughs> ask me. Um, but anything else you want to you wanna add, Richie, before we, we, before we go? No, no, I'm good, mate. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, everybody, for contributing, and Paul as well. Thank you. Yes. So apologies again for my poor internet connection. I will go uh, grab my flatmates by the ears and tell them to stop streaming whatever they're streaming. Um, <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on The Standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for helping us in the background, Paul, and cheers for joining me, Richie, and good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.